Network. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down as we kick it here on the Wicked Wednesday. And let the chaos and the carnage uh, continue as uh, we're off and running. Things are already falling and getting smashed up uh, here. And, uh, (laughs) man, wow. You know, I saw a video the other day uh, from Japan of a dude who basically had, like, a bubble wrap. It was for, like, old people. So, like, when they fall down, it was actually basically like uh, air bubbles. You know what I mean? Like airbags type things. And so when, when you fall down, you don't, you don't break bones. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea, actually, for drunks, actually. I, can, I think I could get one of those. Save myself from some, some falls. And I think we need everything. Like, I'm dead serious. You know, it's, it's a good thing our picks haven't sucked, actually. But it's one of these weeks right now. And um, it's just something that we're going to have to continue to deal with. Like, basically, I broke uh, I broke a light bulb today. Like, but not just a light bulb, like a big light bulb that, like, got blown up, uh, essentially. <laughs> like, blown up, glass everywhere uh, type of deal. We've already, like, killed, you know, we've already, like, basically, we're a walking menace to society, yet it's everything around us uh, as well. All right, so we do have Ian Cameron. I can promise you that. Well, no, actually, I can't promise you anything in this world. I can't promise you anything in this world besides uh, disappointment and heartbreak. Uh, but we do have a banner on the radar. You want disappointment and heartbreak? Well, Cam Stewart, a mainstay of the Wicked Wednesday. Yeah, he's not here. Cam, yeah, Cam, Cam's not here. Um, we're working on our switchboard uh, still right now. We're waiting on the parts to come in from North Korea. And, um, I, you know, we're hoping maybe by NFL kickoff, <laughs> maybe we will regain communication. Like, honestly, like, I think right now, like, people in, like, uh, Kabul, like, they actually have better communications than I do right now to the outside world. Can you help us? <laughs> um, so we got Ian Cameron on the radar. And um, we've got Jason B. Tackerfin. We're going to talk baseball. Uh, we'll talk football. We'll talk NFL football. Hey, listen, if you, you want a Cavs golf picks, then you should have tuned in to Game Time Decisions uh, tonight. And we'll get into uh, the updated baseball odds, uh, division odds, um, standings, and everything else uh, in between. Another really interesting night on the diamond. And what's been a great year, actually. It's been a great, put it this way. There's been baseball seasons where the night before NFL is kicking off, I haven't been talking about baseball. I'll tell you that. Where I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I've had enough. Like, uh, man, there's been summers where I've hated baseball by the end of June.
the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. The telethon continues as uh, we throw it down. Um, we're, we're broadcasting live uh, from the Badlands of, of Springfield. You know that little shack that Krusty the Clown was in? That's what we're doing here. <laughs> I've got Professor Gascan, and uh, we've got uh, yeah, Professor Gascan and uh, Cousin Sunglasses in the house with us. Cousin Sal, he's TV only. Uh, we got Cousin Sunglasses this evening and Professor Gascan and Ian Cameron. And Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, uh, will step up. And then we got Jason B. Takafin, uh as well. As we, uh, I'm sure you're all aware that um, today was the uh, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame induction. I mean, how how would you have not have known? How would you have not have known, considering all uh, considering all of the um, all of the publicity, all of the ads. Uh, that they um, that that they put out there, like honestly, for the love of God, like seriously, we sit here talking about sports every night. We talk about baseball nightly. We follow the sport religiously. We love the sport. I don't know, like who the hell knew that? Like it was like why why like really? It's one of those where like I'm almost at a loss for words to like to where to start from this. So Derek Jeter, you know Derek Jeter. At least this was from a couple of years ago. And I doubt anything's changed, actually. Although maybe Otani, maybe, but no. So, like, you know, they have those, like, Q brand rating things. And it's basically like, do you know who this person is? Simple as that. You don't have to, like, know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a recognizable, do you know who this person is? And the number one baseball player was Derek Jeter that was alive. Like, people knew who Babe Ruth was. And then it was Derek Jeter, and then nobody. Like, if you guys, like, some of you might remember the, 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 the study in which basically it was discovered that Kenneth Fareed of the NBA, NBA bench player, had a bigger Q brand rating. Like, basically, the average person knew who Fareed was, knew who more than Mike Trout was. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hitting is not about muscle. Simple physics. Calculate the velocity V in relation to the trajectory T, which G gravity, of course, remains a constant. <laughs> it's not complicated. Now, who are you again? George Costanza, assistant to the traveling secretary. This is the guy who put us in that Ramada in Milwaukee. <laughs> want to talk about hotels? You want to win some ball? Won the World Series. Six games. <laughs> Your time has come. You're on the run. You're in 
The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. It's the Wicked Wednesday. Although not quite the Wicked Wednesday. It's not quite the same. It's like Christmas time without Santa Claus. How can you have a Wicked Wednesday without the raging redhead uh, Cam Stewart? So um, Cam, Cam will not be with us uh, this evening. Um, you know what? And God bless him. Um, God bless him. He is, uh, I see him on Twitter right now. He's been on standby. It's almost like a plane. All right. He's been on standby, but unfortunately we just, we can't, uh, we can't make it happen. (laughs) We just, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like the laws of gravity or something. It's like, uh, it's, it, it can't happen. It's not happening. I feel like basically I'm telling the kids like there's a divorce. Sorry, kids, we're getting divorced, and uh, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so, yes, Cam, I'm a bearer of great news tonight. Hey, Babano will be with us. Babano will be with us. That'll, that's always interesting. Babano will join us at level two. We got Jason B. Tackerfin a little bit uh, later on. And so, of course, we just heard the clip of uh, Derek Jeter. Although you can barely hear it. <laughs> uh, um, I think it needs to be louder. But uh, the clip of uh, Derek Jeter and um, and George Costanza. When Costanza's got all smart and he's teaching them how to hit. And, and he says, well, we did win the World Series last year. Yeah, in six games. So Derek Jeter gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Jeter really is... You know, he's one of those sort of like iconic superstars, one of those guys that, you know, people, you know, transcended sort of the sport and stuff. Like I said, when you saw like Derek Jeter, like, do you know what I mean? Derek Jeter sort of got his name in there with like Jordan and Gretzky, and he, he marketed himself incredibly well. He branded himself incredibly well. Yeah, it's amazing to me that, that this 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 was it. And it sucks for everyone else, like Larry Walker, right? And Ted Simmons. Ted Simmons is just happy to get in. Marvin Miller's happy to get in. But like Larry Walker, you, you go in with, with Derek Jeter. So Derek Jeter was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Only one voter didn't vote for him when the ballots were cast. Uh, Jeter said today, thank you to the baseball writers. All of you, all but one of you. And you know, if you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna vote for this stuff, you should be, a, you should put your name on it. That's the whole thing. It's like anonymous. Like, what do you mean it's anonymous? It's a stupid baseball vote. Like, honestly, like society. We talk about the stupidity of society. Like, really, what's anonymous about this? I, I basically changed that rule. It's like, listen, jackass. If you want to have, you want to have the right to vote to affect a guy's life and see whether he gets into the Hall of Fame or not, you're going to have to put your damn name on it. Put your name on it. Is that asking too much? Like, imagine how cowardly that is. Like, imagine being that one jackass out there that said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep Derek Jeter out. I'm going to make Derek Jeter win. I don't think Derek Jeter's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And that's the whole thing. So listen, that doesn't matter. Derek, 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 I mean, Derek, Derek Jeter uh, was, was obviously um, a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
and it wasn't unanimous. One voter. So one person that has a vote out there said, no, Derek Jeter's not getting into the Hall of Fame. Not on my vote. Not now. And I just like to know, like I said, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, then I don't have a problem with it. If you if you do that and then you go on a show, come on our show, go on another show and say, you know what? This is why I did this, Marenzi. This is why. Because I have a policy. I don't vote for guys in the first thing. I've never voted for anybody in the first. Like, if you just, just a very simple, yeah, listen, I never voted for anybody in the first ballot. I always wait. And you know, that's just what I've always done. Or if you have a specific reason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, without knowing the reason and without putting your damn face on it, then to me, you know, it's all, it's, all, it's, it's not, we're not talking about life and death here, right? Like, if you want to have the vote, put your name on it and no problem. Vote how you want. But I'm, I, I can't stand this stuff, you know, oh, we don't know who it is. We don't, you know, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you, like, what is this, Watergate? You going to let us know, like, on your deathbed? Oh, I'm the one? Who cares, buddy? It's just a stupid Hall of Fame vote, right? And in the end, no one remembers besides Derek Jeter, right? And you. That's the whole thing. So, like, you did something. Like, if you, like, that's the whole thing. Like, for me is, why, why did you do it? Like, if you had a baseball reason, okay, this is why I did this. Is that your baseball reason? Okay, fine. I disagree with it, but that's that's your reason. But when we don't know what the reason is, like what is it? Like are you maybe are you jealous of Jeter? Did Jeter sleep with your niece? Like you know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like who knows? Like what what is the reason? Like why? And you don't know. So who was it? Was it Herm Edwards? Just put your name on it. Just put your, put your name on it. I mean, if you're gonna vote, put your name on it. And like I said, too, because it's one of these deals where do you care tuning in right now? Like, do you care that Derek Jeter was not unanimous? Like, oh, boo-hoo. You know what I mean? Jeter slept with, like, you know, 2,000. He's got, what, like 3,000 hits and 3,000, like, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Saying, he's, you know, no one's going to feel sorry. It's like Jeter owns a baseball team, has hundreds of millions of dollars that he doesn't spend on the baseball team that he owns, by the way. He said today, but he's all about winning. Yeah, you were when it was Steinbrenner's money. <laughs> I know, listen, Jeter's like Kobe in the sense that if you say anything about anything, it's like people sort of flip out. But it is true. Like, Derek Jeter has been a bad owner for the Marlins. I mean, where's their headquarters? Like, in like some sort of Cayman Island? Like, it's like, it's, it's like a post office box. Right? Like, they don't spend any money in stuff. Like... So I, I, I sort of got a laugh out of that. Uh, Jeter said, you know, I, all I care about is winning. And I was thinking, yeah, you cared about winning when you were on the New York Yankees and somebody else was spending $380 million a year. Now when you're in charge, you don't care about winning. You care about making money. Don't tell me the Marlins care about winning. Like, even though, and whatever, yeah, they've got a decent young this and that and blah, 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 blah. But let's be real. You know they don't care about winning. Right, they just they don't. They they haven't. They did when Blockbuster owned them and stuff. But for me personally, I've never been. I've never been the um, the Derek Jeter guy. I'd like to get George Kurtz on now, but 
Sorry, children, that can't happen. Um, I feel like um, I've been cut off from society. Like, finally, people like even like people have always said, I am Renzi's guest. They're going to get really pissed off one day. He's yelled at him too many times. They're all going to be gone. Yeah, they're all gone now. Maybe I can communicate. I see cameras on Twitter right now because people are like, hey, what's going on? I, I communicate with Cam. Cam, who are you taking first round leader? 10 seconds. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Renzi. Put your name on it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Logging some pretty heavy hours. First one in in the morning, last one to leave at night. That kid was a human dynamo. Are you sure you're talking about George? You are Mr. and Mrs. Costanza. What the hell did you trade Jay Buna for? <laughs> he had 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs last year. He's got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Well, you know, was a good prospect, no question about it. But my baseball people love Ken Phelps bat. They kept saying, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. <laughs> Frankenstein's like Mr. Steinbrenner's here. George is dead. Call me back. Continues. I am Renzi. All right. Uh, so, um, Ian Cameron, well, we'll see what happens. I think we could all get struck by lightning before Babano uh, steps up and in and uh, joins us. We will talk some NFL football with Babano. And um, we're getting some baseball. Jason B. Tackoff is a great baseball uh, guest, so I look forward to his take on this. Uh, we crushed the late-night stuff. Uh, USA were in a must-win situation, and you figured they were going to step up in the spot, and they have, and um, they did. Uh, another, another spot to keep your eye on here, the Chicago White Sox. You know, you, we've seen this before in the past. These teams that play in a bad division, you start the coast, you don't play intense games, and the next thing you know, you're playing a bunch of teams that really care and are coming at you. And and you start losing games. Next thing you know, it's like sort of like if you play not to get hurt, you get hurt. Interesting to keep your eye on the White Sox. Like they really haven't been that great. And Dallas Keuchel is a, a pick-on pitcher uh, right now. So, listen, we, we did well tonight. Um, I'm looking at my account right now, and I'm like, eh. How come it's you know? How come we don't have more? We should have done better, but the fact of the matter is, uh, we attacked and we were successful tonight. We crushed the soccer tonight. If you tune into Game Time Decisions um, earlier this evening, we talked about the World Cup qualifying tonight, and Canada was playing against El Salvador in Toronto, and Canada's soccer team has looked really good. All right. Well, when I say really good. Not like um, not like Germany and France uh, really good, and Italy really good, but uh, by Canada standards, really good. 
All right? By Canada standards, uh, very, very good. So Canada's, uh, Canada hasn't made the World Cup since 1986. It's been a long time. And the World Cup is going to be in Canada, the United States, and Mexico, but in, in not, not this one. The next one's in, in Qatar, uh, the following one. And we don't know. Are there going to be, like, three automatic bids and stuff like that? And now there's talk. People want to not, like, they want it not to go to Mexico now because of the homophobia all the time it matches. So, anyways, Canada, I thought the, the under was the play. Because one thing with El Salvador is they can't score, but they don't give up a lot of goals, these guys. All right? They've actually had 11 shutouts in the last 15 matches coming into tonight. But goal differential matters in this qualifications. And we should note, Alfonso Davies didn't play either. So Canada wins 3-0. And Canada scored right away. All right? I didn't even get a chance to get in on it. So, like, we were talking. We were talking baseball. We were talking about all this stuff. And then Canada, Canada scores, like, right away into the match. And then I'm like, boom, all right. I kind of like the under already. So, but it was two and a half. So I, I would have lost. So it was one of those things that fell into my lap, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab the in-game under three and a half now. And I grab the under three and a half, and then boom, Canada scores again, right away again. Like, Canada's up like 2-0, like, I don't know, after like 12 or 14 minutes type thing, right? They're up like 2-0 right away. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I just took, uh, I just took the under three and a half. I'm in trouble. It's 2 nothing already. But then I'm thinking Canada's not going to win 4 nothing or 5 nothing. Right, so I've got the other three and a half, and then I jump in and I take Canada, even though they're down, they're up uh, two nil. I've got to win three nil, so I took a minus a half a goal, you know, Asian handicap they call it. Right, so basically, I you know, I had to lay another goal to win. They had to score again to get to three, and so I basically hit them both. I hit the under three and a half in game. And then I hit Canada minus two and a half. I took the minus a half a goal when it was two nil. And then they win three nil. But what we did with that is we parlayed it with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line. Tampa Bay Buccaneer money line. This gives us a head start here. This gives us a head start on this football game as it is NFL kickoff. Like I said, I got baseball fever. That's like, yeah, thing is, yeah, it's NFL, but there's just this one stupid game between two teams that are annoying and the Buccaneers and, uh, and their bandwagon fans and the Cowboys who are just annoying just because they are just, just because it is like, why are the Dallas Cowboys even on this game? Like on, on TV in this game, I saw, did you guys see this? I tweeted it out. I retweeted it. The story about how the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable team in sports. They're worth like $6.3 billion now. And I tweeted, like, it goes to show that winning doesn't matter. It's all about appearance in life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you if you live in a mansion, yet, yet inside the mansion, like, you're sleeping on the floor. You have no furniture. You have nothing. You know, on the outside, people think that, oh, this guy lives in a mansion, right? So it's like, it's just people are all about appearances in this world. And the Cowboys have this appearance. Oh, look at a big stadium. Look how popular they are. They don't win. All right? Now, listen, they did win. They have won. But, you know, so, um, you know, so do the Montreal Canadiens 30 years ago. Right? Like, so, 
you know, when you haven't won in that long and you're the most valuable team in sport, and honestly, guys, if you look, look at the most valuable teams in, in, each, in each league, okay? Look at, like, the most valuable. Look, so look at the most valuable team in the National Football League, the Dallas Cowboys. Like, why are they the most, like, like how is this? I'll tell you how. Jerry Jones is a genius. Jerry Jones really is a genius. It's amazing to me because people laugh at Jerry Jones, right? And people are stupid, right? So, but there's a difference between, like, oh, Jerry Jones doesn't know what he's doing or Jerry Jones this, Jerry Jones that. Because if, if you say finish the sentence, Jerry Jones, it's probably going to be something negative, right? It's probably going to be something that, Oh, Jerry Jones has it won. Jerry Jones medals. Jerry Jones this. Jerry Jones that. Jerry Jones is a genius. He's a businessman's genius. He really is like an entrepreneurial genius. One of the best in like in American history. You know what I mean? Like Jerry Jones didn't start out with billions. He started off, you know, with the he got into oil and but his investments and. His, his vision of the modern sports world, unlike a lot of these other dinosaurs, is, is second to none. Like, honestly, if you think about it, like, wh- how and why would the Dallas Cowboys be? All right, let's say, uh, well, why are they the most, like, how are they the most valuable? They play in the biggest city? No. Do they win all the time? No. Have they won recently? Ever? No. Are they even good? No. So add it all up. How the hell are they the most valuable franchise in in sports? You got to give credit to Jerry Jones for that. Why are they the most valuable? Because Jerry Jones is a great businessman. Jerry Jones is a great sports owner. All right. He knows how to make money from a sports brand. He knows how to make money in the entertainment industry, this guy. The most valuable hockey teams, the two most valuable hockey teams. And I can even say the three, but the two most often is just factually the New York Rangers. Well, the Rangers have won once, man, in the last like 78 years, 80 years or something. When they won in 94 is the first time since what? It was like since the 40s. Do you know what I mean? So they've won once in like you know 80 plus years. Most valuable. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs are a clown show. The Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a playoff series, guys, since 2004. There were billions. We're billions. It goes to show, like, winning doesn't matter. And it, like, and if you win, you don't even make money because you win. You got to win because you want to win. It's as simple as that. You, you know what I mean? Like, look at the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Same thing. Like, there's a negative, negative intonation around this guy. But what, why, why would there be? Like, what, what did he do? All he did is give LeBron James all that he wanted, hired every coach, fired every coach, signed every player, cut every player, did everything LeBron James wanted, won a title. And with the year he won a title, guys, he lost, like, $200 million. Like, yeah, the value of his franchise went up a bit, but only one was LeBron was there. He should have sold the team, to be honest, uh, actually, right then and there. But I'm just saying, like, owners, you've got to give credit. You've got to give credit to sports owners who, who actually do want to win. Because you don't need to win to make money. 
guys like the um, the Jacksonville Jaguars made more money than the LA Dodgers did. I saw a list of like the the profit, like it was a great list, man. Uh, I'll try I'll try to dig it up here just so I can be factual about everything. But I remember everything. Um, it was amazing to me that I saw. I was like, wow. The Jacksonville Jaguars made like $138 million or something, man. You know what I mean? Like, and they're terrible. They don't even have any fans. But all the television money and just the revenue comes in. They don't spend money on players. Same thing like the Marlins and stuff. Their Jeter's not losing money with the Marlins. The worse you are, the more money you make almost. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Hey, now, now speak up, George. I can't hear you. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Late night anger management class. You know, I should just start like a, a new segment every night. The stupidest things I should really do it. The stupidest things that I see on Twitter. And so I'm just sort of scrolling through here because, as I stated, so I am uh, Krusty the Clown, aka Gabriel Morenci. I am broadcasting live for, from the Sports Grid Badlands with Professor Gas Can and Cousin Sunglasses and uh, <laughs> Cam Stewart. Cam Stewart is uh, unable to join us this evening. We have some uh, we have some communication issues tonight. Lack of communication. Lack of. It's a good rat song. Um, yeah, we got some communication issues, but we will be able to make contact. I feel like I'm on a deserted island day here, and we're going to make contact with Ian Cameron and Jason B. Tackerfin, or at least I hope. So, uh, shout out to everybody tuning in on SiriusXM Channel 204. Witnessing my uh, midlife uh, midlife crisis meltdown <laughs> that's transpiring here post Labor Day, po- post Labor Day. So I'm looking. I'm just sorry. Let me see what's going on on Twitter. And I'm sort of looking here, and I say, all right, you know, Honduras, USA game, etc. I see a tweet here, and I'm not I'm not signaling out the 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 the, the person that tweeted it out, or the company, or the, the whoever they are, a magazine or whatever it is. You know, I get it. It is what it is. That it gets hits. So, but so it's basically pick the greatest of all time cookie, chocolate chip, oatmeal raisin, snickerdoodles. I don't even know what the hell that is—a snickerdoodle. I don't want to know. Peanut butter cookie, frosted sugar, double chocolate. All right. Listen, I like cookies as much as the next person, all right? I'm a big cookie fan. 
I like cookies. But I was just thinking to myself, I was thinking to myself, there's got to be, you know, was this, is this what they thought of with the, with the internet? I'm just thinking, like, with everything that's going on in the world, and I'm not saying that you have to be philosophical and uh, wax poetic on foreign policy, but I'm just saying, with everything that's going on and stuff, like, I, I just know from my own personal life that the last thing I would do is put together a list of six different cookies with pictures of the cookies and ask people which is the best cookie. I wouldn't do it. Now, I'm not saying that I'm better than these people, but what I'm saying is I'm just thinking to myself, this is what society has come to. Like, like really, like this is this is like this is the contribution of society. What's the better cookie? And then I'm thinking, man, that's stupid. Man, that's stupid. And then I just, because I looked, I was like, God, that's stupid. And I was like, that's so stupid, I'm not going to even talk about it when we come back from the break. And then I decided to scroll down a little bit. I scroll down, and then here I see Chase Claypool, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And I see a FanDuel Sportsbook, our FanDuel Sportsbook. And it says, FanDuel Sportsbook tweeted out, one customer has placed a $1,000 bet on Chase Claypool to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns this season. Potential payout, $91,000. Chase Claypool says, Dad, is that you? And I got to, I'll give you credit on that, Chase. I like how you played it, and I love the fact that we're in a day and age in an era right now in which a sports book tweets out a bet, and the player says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive, right? What, what a time to be alive. So, but I'll tell you what, I don't know what's stupider. Betting $1,000 on Chase Claypool to lead the National Football League in receiving touchdowns this year or to waste time worrying about a cookie tweet and posting cookie tweets. And you know what? I think it's dumber to bet $1,000. How about this? How about can I bet $1,000? We'll call our, our boys at FanDuel. I'm going to ask them. Can I bet $1,000 on Chase uh, Claypool leading the NFL and drop passes in the end zone <laughs> this year? Listen, I'm not going to call the kid, even though I just did. Listen, listen I'm not going to call the kid out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to call the kid out. You just did call the kid out. <laughs> but this, you know what? The Steeler players, I, I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. I like Mike Tomlin a lot. I think Tomlin's a great coach. I would love to play for Tomlin if I was a player. I have a lot of respect for Tomlin. I mean, the guy's never had a losing season. But when you're like this cool dude and you're this player's coach and stuff, your players are going to take it too far. And then you start to lose control. And you've noticed over the years, the Steelers' room has sort of unraveled, right? And I, and, and, and like I said, I love Tomlin, but this crap wouldn't happen with, with Bill Cowher. And I'm not saying, oh, Bill Cowher's better than Tomlin. I'm not one of those guys. I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. But... Like, Tomlin's got to tell his players to shut up more. Like, remember last year, Smith-Schuster? 
Uh, you know, who are Cleveland? They're nobodies. You know, we laugh at the Cleveland Browns. Bro, the Cleveland Browns have a much better roster and lineup than you do. And the Cleveland Browns wide receivers are better than you are. Right? So, like, like Smith-Schuster's running his mouth, stepping on teams' logos and stuff. And remember, like, he, he really ran his mouth about the, how the Cleveland Browns are a big joke and stuff like that. And how he said, oh, the Browns have two or three guys, but they ain't nobody we're scared of. And he goes, they're nobodies. They're the Browns. And what happened? The Browns absolutely punked their asses. And what did he say after? He said, they're still the Browns. Well, they just said, that's what I hate about today's, like, society and kids. Like, when you just get punked. Like, that's why I don't like Jalen Ramsey. Like, Jalen Ramsey gets burnt all the time, and he blames his teammates. He blames his ref, the Uh You know, he called Josh Allen garbage before Josh Allen ever played a game in the NFL. Josh Allen's owned his ass in the NFL. Ramsey just cowers and looks the other way. Right? Like, you know, these dudes just run their mouths, man, but they don't back it up. And, and Smith-Schuster is a classic example of that. And it's funny because I liked Smith-Schuster before. And it's funny, if you guys remember, when Antonio, when, when Brown was there, Smith-Schuster was like, you know, Brown was calling him a suck-up, and he said, oh, you're just a suck-up. And, and Smith-Schuster was like the ultimate team kid. And now he's just a big mouth jackass. It's not even that good. And and then so and then you got Chase Claypool, rookie, right? Notre Dame rookie, Canadian kid. Um, good good player. He's got some talent. This kid, big playability. He's also he also dropped a lot of passes. What did he say after the Cleveland Browns smacked him? Which he said something that I hate even more, that I hate the most, man, and when players say this or when people say that. So Smith-Schuster is like got punked, said the Browns are nobody. They don't fear anybody on their team. They got a bunch of nobodies, and they laugh at them. They got smoked, and after he said, oh, they're still the Browns. And then Chase Claypool, who didn't say anything before the game, I saw an interview where he was doing one of those, you know, FaceTime or whatever the hell he was doing. And he said, because somebody said to him, basically, in a chat or whatever, like, you know, whatever it was, a periscope or whatever. And it was like, uh, someone said, ah, the Brown smoked you guys. And, you know, you guys suck, basically. (laughs) And he said, oh, yeah, but whatever. He said, yeah, but they'll get killed anyways next week by the Chiefs. And... I was just thinking, you know what, Chase? You've been in a league for what? A cup of coffee? A bottle of Gatorade? And and here you are. Here you are, like, talking about, like, a, you know, instead of just saying, you know what? They were better than us, man. They kicked our ass. Is it that hard, people? Is it that hard, like, to just say I was wrong? I, you know what? I got the pick wrong. I do it every night. I got the bet wrong. And pick wrong. Wow, man, that was the wrong pick. It's always, no, it's a bad beat. It's that fault. Player's fault. Player, boo the players. Right? And instead of just saying, no, you know what, man, the Browns are really good. And they, they were a lot better than we thought they were. And, they, man, they punched us in the mouth. We'll get them next year. No, no. Like Claypool, I lost all respect for him, especially, too. He drops passes all the time, too. So whoever bet that $1,000, whatever. 
you know, I got nothing against you personally. I hope you have a lot of money because you just threw money out of the way. Johnson's the best wide receiver on that team. All right, we're going to get into some football with Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. In level two, we'll also get into some, some baseball. Man, this Cy Young stuff is getting crazy, isn't it? Everybody gets hurt. They look like Lance Lynn. Looks like Lance Lynn was going to run away with it. Lance Lynn was the big favorite. Lance Lynn was like minus 275, minus 300. He gets hurt. And it's like, oh, Garrett Cole's going to win. Garrett Cole gets hurt. Garrett Cole could still potentially win. He could still potentially win, but now Robbie Ray is coming on. Robbie Ray is plus 135 now. I got to tell you, I haven't been active in the Cy Young market that much before in the past. I'm not going to say I've never bet it because obviously I'm a degenerate and I've been betting forever, but... It's sort of like the Heisman. It really is. And listen, I would, I'll tell you right now, I was wrong. But let's check in with that, actually. Because I said, and maybe, listen, it's one game. But I said I thought the kid from Clemson would light it up. Well, he didn't light it up. He got, he got lit up. All right? And he was the second choice to win the Heisman. You want to talk about, like, how big that was? DJ went from 8-1 to one to 20-1. to one. So what did we say, though, before the year started? The guy that wins the Heisman is never the favorite. It's never the favorite. Never the, never the person you think it's going to be. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Oh, it's going to be Spencer Rattler. It's going to be Sam Howe. They were the one-two favorites. Sam Howe is now 40-1. to one. Spencer Rattler is now 10-1. to one. Rattler and the Sooners won the game, but, you know, he turned the ball over. They were a little shaky. Now Bryce Young, Alabama, is plus 300. So what I'm saying is you can almost just grab Bryce Young now. Uh, grab Bryce Young now at plus 300. And then you just sort of play the stock market throughout the rest of the year. Because it's going to be crazy-ass stuff. Like the next kid I would look at is CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is 12 to 1 right now. He lights up the Ducks this week, which he will. Suddenly he'll be 5 to 1. 6 to 1. Bring it. To be honest, we. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Ian Cameron and Jason B. Takafin will join us 
a little bit uh, later on, as uh, at least we have some uh, contact with the outside world. And, hey, it is what it is. We blast through it. You know, things will go right more than they'll go wrong. Uh, but we've had some uh, some phone issues, which has eliminated uh, a lot of our guests, and um, it's been uh, it's been difficult, considering it's week one of the National Football League, and we're all very excited uh, to to start you know banging on the games and stuff. But fortunately, Babano will join us in level two. We'll talk some more baseball um, in level three with Jason B. Takafin. All right, so. Man, these Seattle Mariners, these guys just don't go away. And we're going to get a lot of football talk in level two. Um, And I will just tell you, actually, as far as the football is concerned. So I've been telling you, though, I'm one of these people, you know, I used to tweet out my picks more and stuff and, and all that. But whatever, dude. I'm on the air. I'm giving the picks on the air. I'm making a lot of these picks while I'm on the air. I don't get paid to tweet out picks. I get paid to do shows, right? So, and and then people ask me, well, who do you like? Who do you like? Like at the end of the week, it's like, well, bro, I talked about it all week long. And then like, if you missed like the one show on Friday, well, I missed the show on Friday. It's like, well, we talked about the game 13 times. So one thing I have told you 13 times this week throughout the week, well, throughout the week, it's only been two days, but feels like it's been like two years. Um, throughout the week <laughs> is I've been playing these parlays to get a head start. And you know what? I will continue this conversation on the other side. You can continue to do it. Like, is there NFL games that you like this week? All right, you like a baseball game? Put it with the NFL game. Parlay it up. Get some nice plus money. You got to wait till Sunday. Patience, my friend. Bring it. <laughs> 